If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from a said topic, an explosion of ideas shoots out all over your chest. Wow. And we make you pregnant with money. Yes. Um yeah, that pretty much sums it up. No, we don't ask for any money ourselves mm-hmm. up front. That's not how we do. We're not one of these get rich quick scheme guys. No. Where we have one idea Mm-mm. that something as basic as I don't know, <laughs> save 10 times your money. Yeah, no. Before you invent invest it. And if you can't figure that out, we don't make you go and take another class and just throw money at us left and right. That's not what we do. No. We give you the ideas. You take them. You action them. Mm-hmm. You are the superheroes of your own comic book. And you get incredibly rich off of one of our ideas that are not shrink to fit. <laughs> no. They are bespoke, I would say. Yeah. They are made for you. You take the idea that fits you best. You wear it out. You try it out. You get insanely rich from it. Mm-hmm. And then and only then, yep. once you're insanely rich, do you maybe think back to the people who helped you along the way, who prodded, poked, nagged, uh, gave you the idea turned you around and smacked you on the butt and said, walk that way. Yeah. And you said, I'm going to walk that way. Yeah. And it took you to the promised land. Then and only then, Noel, what do they do? And and only then, after you have walked that way, after you have lived the Steve Tyler dream, you say, hey, I didn't get all these scarves tied around my mic stand by myself. I got there with the help of Josh and Noel. I owe them. I owe them not everything I've made. No, God, no. Not everything I'm hoping to start a business with. Nope. I owe them after I'm already rich, 10% of everything I have made, I need to tithe them. Yeah. And thus you do. That's it. Just 10% That's of, it. of the millions, nay, billions. Yeah. Some of these ideas, I think it's clear it will be trillions yes. of dollars that you're going to make. Yeah. You tie this 10%. Oh. And you never hear from us again. Yeah. Not that you ever hear from us to begin with unless you tune in and listen to us. Tune in. Yeah. And, I mean, we're talking about 10% on every idea of ours that you take and make a fortune with. Yes. Not anything you make on your own that has nothing to do with us. No. 
you know, look, when you've made a billion dollars off of our ideas, mm-hmm. and you open a laundromat, and and you make another, you know, eighty or ninety grand a year off of that, yeah, that's yours. We don't want, that's yours. We don't want any of that money. That's that, not our money. Yeah. Um, you invest in Tinder. Yeah. For dogs. Yeah. Uh, and you make uh, a few hundred grand off of that. We don't want any of that money. That's um, your money. Unless we suggested it. Well, or we unless you heard us point. suggested it. I think we did Tinder for cows, for okay. livestock, actually. All right. Um, or just animals in general. So maybe that would, uh, it's a broad, yeah. You get my point, though. We get the point. Yeah. You open a Pizza Hut, we don't want your money, unless you are Pizza Hut, because you probably owe us money. Yeah. You stole, we know you stole an idea from us. <laughs> yeah. I, I have it on record. Edible pizza boxes, I yep. think it was. Yep. And I'm not even going to say stole an idea, because we give them to you. Pizza Hut is we just do. as welcome to take our idea yeah. You stole and the use tithe it. that you owe us. Yeah. We haven't seen the tithe, yeah. which is typical big corporation yeah. tomfoolery. That's why the system's coming down. That's right. Bernie Sanders is taking you all yeah. out. Bernie Sanders uh, had a heart heart problem. I heard. Yeah, I just found out today. I haven't <laughs> been. You know, I, I, I think Sanders may be uh, bowing out. I know. Uh, I like you know a Bernie. You know. Yeah. I'm a Bernie or Warren guy, and I, I like Warren. Uh, yeah, I like I Warren like, a lot I like too. Anyone but this yes, freaking abso- idiot. Uh, yeah, I I mean yes, I like anyone but him. <sighs> absolutely. Go into jail. But, you know my ideals. I hadn't decided who I was going to pick for my primary vote yet uh-huh. but i was just leaning towards bernie just because of you know consistency of message his whole life yes it is you true know? and uh 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 but anyway um yeah i didn't hear about any of this till i got back today yeah last night because i was away on vacation yes. in the uh beautiful cottage country mm-hmm. or shall we call it chalet country yeah of uh quebec canada yeah well it's not chalet Chalet is like a ski. Not in place. Quebec. Mm, okay. Every every Airbnb that I looked at, they call it a chalet. They call it a chalet. Okay. All those little houses they called chalet. All right. Trust me when I tell you, Quebec French is not French. Sure. It's some muddled mudman language. Yeah. That approximates the accent of French. Oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, the other couple we were with are from London and he, you know, grew up, he, you know, did French all through school and college and that, you know, he speaks it okay. He hasn't spoken much, but certainly can get around. And he was like, I don't understand what they're saying to me. This, this, I mean, I'm trying really hard, but it's, it's rough. Yeah. It was pretty rough for him. Um, but yeah, we were up there and we drove up there. Uh-huh. We took a nice road trip up. Uh, up, we took a roundabout way up where we went. Uh, uh, stopped in Rhode Island and mm-hmm. spent a night in Rhode Island and stopped in Portland, Maine, mm-hmm. and then drove up through Maine up to uh, up to where we were staying, which cool. was sort of right smack between Montreal and Quebec City. Awesome. Yeah, and then the trip back, we drove down. We drove down through Vermont and New York State, uh-huh. which is a much shorter, much more direct route, Yeah, I will say. Um, Did you go through uh, Cornwall, Ontario, then? We didn't pass. I don't... Back? Oh no! You came back. No, through we Vermont. came back through. We came okay. back through Vermont. We we were in Quebec the entire time. Okay. We didn't leave the province of Quebec at all. All right. Um, I will say though that oh, when we went up through Maine, like 
and even back through Vermont, which was a much bigger, uh, uh, it's clearly a more used border crossing mm-hmm. than where we passed through in Maine. But I really felt like everyone's concentrating on the Mexican border. Oh, no, you could for, go for, back and forth and for back and forth. For moving drugs. Uh-huh. We could have had our entire car loaded up sure. with various methamphetamines and cocaine with mm-hmm. just some, with our luggage on top of it. And it would have been no pro. Like I mean, they could have given half a shit. Yeah, especially that border. It, it it almost seemed like when we crossed in Maine that the same guy does both sides. They might. They <laughs> might. You know, uh, I knew someone, uh, a friend of mine from Canada, had a friend at school uh, that had a farm that they lived on that butted up to the American border mm-hmm. up by there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a period where they had hiked the price of cigarettes in Canada to a crazy amount, and they were still very cheap in America. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, everyone just would buy Canadian cigarettes in America and smuggle them back. Oh. there, There was a period where Canada stopped exporting cigarettes, because it was something like eighty percent of the cigarettes exported were being smuggled back into the country. Really, and yeah. they couldn't they couldn't tell like you know in New York they'll yeah, they check could. their tax stamp. Yeah, they could, but they were still it was still everywhere, and uh, so this person had a farm mm-hmm. that butted up against America. And he just people cross. No, no, no. He would just walk to the end of his field, <laughs> and over the fence, they'd hand right. each other boxes. Yeah. And uh, this guy had a thriving business at school. Mm-hmm. Selling cases, not cartons, yeah. but cases of cigarettes. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And then Canada, at one point, after that didn't work, they sliced the price of smokes in half. Yeah. Because they were like, we're doing nothing mm-hmm. but feeding the... Uh, black market economy. Black market economy, yeah. the mafia, mm-hmm. c- criminals. Sure. Um Sure, so they sure, stopped. Sure. They they cut the the sliced <clears throat> the price of smoking in half. Yeah. We ended up driving in total uh-huh. twenty one hundred miles. Wow! In 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 eight days. Cool. Like that's how much driving we did. Wow! But I, I just I, I've been wanting to tell you this story because it oh. was I literally had heard the most Canadian thing. Okay. I think I've ever heard. Oh, it's gonna be good. I in like my it. life, we I like were. It. So we're driving to Montreal from where we're staying, and we mm-hmm. have the radio on, and we were like, we want to listen to Quebecois radio. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. But there's a lot, obviously, radio in English and mixed sure. language. And so we're listening to, like, you know, some radio station, and it's all in English, and it's fine, but the music is all, like, sort of French jazz bump and Quebecois rock uh-huh. and roll. But it's afternoon drive time, all right. and they're doing some kind of game where, you know, if you, when, you know, you got to be listening all day, and when they play these two songs in a row, yeah. you text in, yeah. and if they pick you, when you know, and you say that I heard Pink and blah, 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 or whoever the two uh, artists were, they'll call you, yeah. and you'll win $500, uh-huh. right? And so we're driving, and, you know, the lady's going, it's time to make the call, and... You know, she makes a call and this little girl, like this girl picks up, but she's got like a, uh, she's a young voice and she uh-huh. goes, she goes, hello? 
And and the the woman goes, "Is this Ashley?" And she's like, "Yes, this is. This is, you know, so and so from J'adore 104." C-K-O-W. Yeah, right, exactly. And she goes, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Do you know why we're calling Ashley?" And she said, "Did I win? Did I win? Did I get it?" She said, "Not only did you get it, but you got the right order, so you won $500." She starts screaming, "Oh my uh-huh. god, this is so amazing. This is so amazing." And she goes, you know, like, what do you do? Oh, I work in an office. I'm at work right now. And she goes, all right, Ashley, so what are you going to do with your $500? Uh-huh. And she's giddy and she's high with winning the $500. Uh-huh. She goes, I'm going to save it for as long as I can and then spend it wisely. <laughs> there you go. And I just started laughing uh-huh. because I have heard that so many times in New York. Uh-huh. And you hear like, I'm going out to buy some boots. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I've had my eye on a purse for two years now. Nope, she's saving it for as long as she can, and she's spending <laughs> it wisely. It's like she was talking to her mother. Yeah. And I was like, that is the most Canadian thing well, I have ever heard. Not all Canadians are <clears throat> like that. When I was in uh, my <clears throat> second year of school, we lived uh, in <coughs> this apartment <clears throat> And everyone else in the apartment were these, it, in Ottawa, which is where I went to school, mm-hmm. you've got a very strange mix of people there, right? So you have a lot <coughs> of students there because there's two universities. You have, uh, are you all right, dude? Yeah, the GERD, the <laughs> okay. GERD, the GERD. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, the GERD is back, guys. GERD report. I didn't eat so good, you know. Okay. There's not a lot of uh, uh, not rich foods in Quebec, Canada. Okay. <laughs> All right. You don't you don't have access to a lot of vegetables. All right, so we got high gird tide. High gird alert. Okay. Uh so anyway, so uh Ottawa, you've got two universities, so you have a lot of students, you got a lot of government workers, and then you have a lot of people from the Maritimes mm-hmm. who move to Ottawa because it's the big city without going to Toronto. That's gotcha. too much. Uh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So it's like people who move to like Philly from Jersey. Runaways of New York City. and right. like kids from the Maritimes are like, I can't stand this what, town. What qualifies as the Maritimes? Maritimes is, you know, uh, you know, New Brunswick. So Nova but that's Scotia. East Coast stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. The east the East Coast. <clears throat> The, the East Coast, all right? The not, not, not like uh, uh, isn't Nova, is Nova Scotia, Nova, uh, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, British PI. Columbia though is the West British Coast, British Columbia's right? West Coast, yeah. right? And that wouldn't ca- qualify. No, no, as no, 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 no. Uh, so all these like Maritimes people would like that's their move to the big city. So we had this. We lived in this building, and everyone was other. We were students. Everyone else was. There was one. It was in Chinatown. There was one Chinese family. Everyone else was maniacs, uh-huh. right? Maniacs. There was a guy in the basement who, like, I don't, he, like, sold acid. Uh-huh. And at one point, he stole a car and drove it around for, like, a month. <laughs> uh, and there was this apartment below us with all these, like, yahoos from the Maritime, who were great guys. When they saw us moving in, they're like, hey, you guys want a hand? And they came out and helped us move in. Uh, but one of them, they all had like very hard jobs and they would party hard with their money. Mm-hmm. And this one guy, uh, every paycheck he would get, 
he would go. We lived across the street from a strip joint, <clears throat> and he would go to the strip joint and spend his entire check and leave himself with like twenty dollars for the next two weeks, and spend his entire check like can't pay his rent, can't eat, and all this stuff. So he wouldn't have said if he had won that five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. He would have been like, "What are you doing?" I'm going to the strip joint. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to finally tell her I love her. <laughs> <laughs> She'll love me after I give her $500. Yeah. And then I was thinking it's 500 Canadian, so it's really like $400. Yeah. Maybe even a little less, like 375 yeah. Oh, the exchange rate was so good for America. Really? It was like, uh, I mean, probably not as good as it's been in the past, but yeah. it's so rarely that I go someplace where it's in my favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd spend money and I would just constantly be like, how much did I actually spend? I'd be like, oh, it was 25% less. Yeah. You know, all I was thinking was like the greatest investment thing would be for us to take all our life savings Uh and just bring it over to Canada. (laughs) That's an investment. Uh huh. And then just be like, we've suddenly made like 28% more. I turned $400 into $500 overnight. Exactly. And now I'm going to spend it in Canada and get, like, all this extra stuff. Yeah, she'll love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that story felt like what it was really boiling down to was you being like, I have this friend who Mm -hmm. um, has a problem with strip clubs. (laughs) You were just letting me know about your youth. These people in this apartment were maniacs. They they were nice, but, man, they were hard-living, like... Mm -hmm. All like 19, 20 year olds who like, I'm getting out of this freaking town. I'm going to the big city of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. It was wow. It's a capital, right? It's, it's, a, it's Ottawa, the, capital the capital of Ottawa. Of... I mean, the capital of Canada. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like Albany is the capital of New York State. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you've ever driven through Albany, I've, it's I've just sort of like, yeah, it's, you know, it's no New York City is what I'm saying. No. It's not even a Staten Island for that matter. No. Ottawa's got some neat things to see. It's a weird city, though, mm-hmm. but it does have neat things to see if you're, if, you know, because it's it's the capital. They got on all the capitals. Yeah, I feel like if I had grown up in Canada, I probably would have gone to college at McGill. All right, because you know, McGill's hard to get into. Yeah, but I'm smart. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about what you townies would have done. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to whatever Ottawa college you went to. <laughs> All right. University of Canada, Ottawa. University of Canada, Ottawa Division. UCO. Yeah. Uh, no, I went to Carleton University. Uh-huh. What was outstanding about Carleton University? They had open admissions. <laughs> <laughs> they don't anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you know what, what, what one of their big standouts was? What? Um, Peter Jennings went to journalism school. Oh, there. really? Their big things were journalism mm-hmm. and poli sci. Okay. And so what did you study? Sociology. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Noel. Anyway. I went on this trip. It yeah. was a beautiful road trip, which is, you know, interesting mm-hmm. because it weirdly segs right into the, today's topic. Oh, my God, it does. Which is. Our topic today is road trips, how to get rich with them, how to drive your way to the top. I'm a motherfucking road dog. You are. You know, uh, Monty, who used to. If I remember is a Monty. Time listener. We used to run these 
bits that uh, a very good friend of mine As I recall, it was a sponsorship. It was a sponsorship. It was our sponsor. Uh, But so they were Monty who was trying to uh, give life advice, and if you liked it, give him a dollar, right? Um, So Monty is a friend of mine from Chicago, uh, and he at one point... I don't know if you remember, they had uh, Miller Genuine Draft had like this thing at one point where they would just like show up somewhere and people would win tickets to go see some mystery show. And then it would be like some big band. Never heard of it. It'd be like Soundgarden playing in like a small venue. No. Okay. So they did this at one point Mm -hmm. and Monty was on the commercials for it. (coughs) Um, And he made buds with a couple of the guys in the crew. Mm -hmm. And a few years later, these two dudes from the commercial uh, had written a movie and were like, got in touch with Monty, or maybe he had stayed in touch, I'm not 100% sure, and were like, dude, we wrote this with you in mind to be the guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, awesome. So then they went... Uh, and we're getting funding, and the funders said, uh, we want you to uh, get a known quantity for this main actor. And they're like, we wrote it with Monty in mind. And they're like, well, let's look at the other person and decide <coughs> uh-huh. then. So uh, they looked at Tom Green. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people putting money in it decided it should be Tom Green and not Monty. It's that terrible but movie. But it was Road Trip. Oh, Road movie. Trip. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that it was movie the... was written with Monty in mind. Really? Yeah. As that Tom Green character? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I feel like Monty, I mean, Tom Green Very felt... different take. Yeah. I felt Tom Green... I mean, I don't know Monty. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I felt Tom Green was too old for that role. I can't imagine Monty with his bald head and... Looking like, I mean, how old would he have been when that was done? Uh, that 30s? would be, uh, mm, no, no, he would have been probably 27, oh, okay, yeah. 20, somewhere around there. You know, the few photos you showed me at Monty, it, he looks like the kind he of person looks that same, looks though. like he's 40 years old from the age of 15. Yeah, or like a babe. Like a baby. Maybe if he shaved his face. Yeah. But still in that way that like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I for some reason thought it was going to like Fred that that Tom Green movie, Freddie Fingered Me or whatever oh, it was. Oh, no, no. It and was, I was Road like, Trip. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, Road Trip. Wow, who knows what would have happened yeah. to- uh, Us. With that sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. poor Monty. I'm sorry Noel brought that up to yeah, make you feel terrible. I know. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. Uh, anyway no anyway you guys road trips how are we going to get rich with them i'm going to tell you right now so you know of course there's the road trips where the family piles into the station wagon and drives to disney and things like that and truth be told that's probably what the majority of road trips are but those are not the road trips that have captured our hearts and minds right the magical ones aren't just a trip somewhere. They're a transformation within. Wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, film and literature have fashioned a new ideal of what 
a road trip should be. On the road, most famous road trip ever of Jack (coughs) Kerouac and Neil Cassidy, considered one of the quintessential American novels. Right? Transformation from traditional to beat culture. You see it in the person as it's happening to the country. Easy rider, right? Two hippies ride their motorcycles across America with a tank full of drug money. You got electric Kool-Aid acid test. Driving across country of the, the West Coast hippies to meet the East Coast hippies in the further bus and the spread of the hippiedom. Also, I don't know if you know this, Driven by Neil Cassidy. Yes. Movie Dark Star. I mean, the the song Dark Star by Grateful Dead. About Neil Cassidy. Neil Cassidy was a... Uh, I was fascinated with Neil Cassidy when I was younger. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he, he was like this dude who was like the dude right there that everyone credited as their inspiration. Yep. Yeah. But he did write a book that I read. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that great, but everyone credited him... As Neil this Ca- great inspiration. Neil Cassidy was the muse. Yeah, he really was. He's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Thelma and Louise, right? Uh, Rain Man, the Muppet movie, so many more. This list of, of movies I like and that you books. include the Muppet movie. I love the Muppet no, movie. No, I understand that, but it's just funny that, that you see that as a road trip movie. It is. I, it is. I understand. They, and they transform from this ragtag bunch of That's yahoos right. into the Muppets. Mm-hmm the best (laughs) uh so this list could go on and on and on and on and on uh which i won't do all of them show a couple more oh (laughs) where to start (laughs) dumb and dumber uh yeah okay right yeah there you go come on hit us with another one hit you with another one uh the sure thing sure thing yeah i don't remember that one Uh, that's good Come on, give me another one. Uh, you got... Um, uh, <laughs> why are you doing this? Because it's fun to me. <laughs> You're a ding-dong. Uh, I like when you try not to curse uh-huh. on air. Yeah. I don't know why you do. I but s- I'm, a, I'm a truck driver off the air. You are? Yeah. Anyway. Friggity frack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so all of them are show a transformation, right? From the person... You were to the person you are destined to become. Star Wars. Star War- No, that's a hero journey. It's still a it's, hero myth. It's a massive uh, road trip, though. Eh, kind of. I don't. I don't buy your bull. Um. <laughs> er, er, ouch! That yeah, hurt, that's Daddy. Right. Um. So you shake off the roles assigned to you, and you redefine yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, shake off the everyday humdrum and leap into adventure. Lots of road trips are about this or aspire to be of actual road trips, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people get fed up with their situation. They're getting a car and they're driving. Uh, whether it's to move to a new city or just to get out and get a taste of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you drive into the new situations and in books like Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which is one of my favorite books ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the act of driving allows you the opportunity for self-examination. It almost is like a, a meditative state you get into on long-distance driving, right? I just tend to start to fall asleep, and it gets very dangerous. Well, you're, you're too deep in the meditation. That may be the case. Uh, 
All this, though, is in danger, and not just because Josh may fall asleep and plow India. Uh, Self-driving cars are going to change road trips into just basically <clears throat> sit in a room until you're somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be an elevator trip. Uh, <coughs> the rest of the world will be tripping over each other to try to fill self-driving cars full of game consoles and big screen TVs. They want road trippers to be reduced to some sort of distracted consumer, but not you. Nope. Right? How can we preserve or even improve on the road trip as an act of self-discovery in the age of self-driving cars, right? So the first thing that came into my mind was to use that time for therapy, right? Mm. Really get in Mm -hmm. there, dig in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I looked and I found that researchers at Stanford University have created an AI-powered therapy chatbot called Wobot, um, AI-guided cognitive behavioral therapy sessions. Idea sounds good, but people who have tried it uh, they say that the experience is like being trapped in some sort of uh, <laughs> consumer service, like customer work s- service, mm-hmm. workflow-based experience. Right? I don't know what that means because I've never worked in anything like that. But you've called customer service. Oh, I see. And they're so like, like, have you rebooted the computer? Right. okay. Gotcha. Have you used the mouse? Uh-huh. And like, yes, I just spoke to someone three minutes ago, and they asked me all these right. same questions mm-hmm. in the same order, right? Uh, that type thing. Um but they also did say that it was somewhat effective, mm-hmm. right? So how can we make that experience better and more geared towards road trips, right? Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to break it up. We're going to make it Siri or or voice-driven to begin with, right? So it's going to be a verbal experience talking back and forth to the AI and not just uh, text chatting. I guess why does it have to be AI? It's cheaper. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have AI, but this AI is going to it's gonna play games with you, right? It's going to ask you trivia. It's going to give you facts about things as you're driving by. And every once in a while, uh, it's going to slip in a couple uh, therapy-ish questions. But they're okay. not going to be one after the other, so mm-hmm. you're not seeing the structure of it. Uh, you're going to listen to podcasts together, and then it's going to ask you what you thought about it and stuff like that. Um so you're no longer going to feel like you're in a workflow. And all the other info you're gathering, too, talking about the podcast, mm-hmm. talking about what you're passing by, uh, who, what are your top 10 breakfast cereals, mm-hmm. all these things like that. It's going to give more insight into your therapy that can be leveraged. Uh, it's going to help this person become the butterfly they were meant to be. And most importantly, all of it is data you are collecting on the person that being sold to marketers. Market the marketers. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make money every which way but loose. A road trip movie. Uh, <laughs> That's a, a series of road trip yes. movies. Uh, That's it. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make money on the. On the product, you're going to make money on the data. Mm-hmm. You're going to make money, and you're going to keep road tripping groovy. Yeah. Uh, you got it, man. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Nice job. Thanks. Excellent work. Thanks. You clearly used your two weeks 
since our last show. <clears throat> well. Okay. I did not. I used it relaxing. I did this today. You did not. Eh. Don't fucking lie to me. I had that idea. I had the base of the idea a couple days ago, but I didn't look into any details to this. You're such a liar. All right. You have been sitting at home doing nothing but convalescing and researching <laughs> for this show for the past two weeks. So I don't want to hear your bullshit. You wrote a road trip movie. I wrote a road you trip movie. You wrote a road trip movie in the two weeks because yeah. you had nothing better to do with your time. That's true. Well, I yeah. spent my time relaxing and driving. and Living being, it. Being part of life, yeah. Noel. Being part of life. Of the road trip life. It was the road trip life. Yeah. Dude. This was something I realized on our road trip. What? My wife uh-huh. likes to buy stuff. Okay. I don't want to say it too loud because I don't want her right. hearing me say this. Since she doesn't listen to the show, she'll right. never hear it on the air. Borat, road trip movie. Anyway. <laughs> Good. Keep going, man. <laughs> and so was uh, so was the uh, German one. What? His second one. Oh, uh, yeah, the, sure. The, the yeah, yeah. Bruno. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every time we go someplace, mm-hmm. she's got to buy something. Okay. Um, and what we discovered was... Josh got me a great gift, by the way. I did. You want to tell him what it is? It is a t-shirt of a porn theater in Montreal, like an actual theater theater, mm-hmm. not like booths. <clears throat> Which may very well... Had the stickiest seats in the West? I don't know. I didn't go all the way in. <laughs> I just went in to buy the T-shirt. Just the tip. <clears throat> wink, wink. <laughs> I, I just go for the T-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, 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 it may very well be uh-huh. the only stag film theater. You're guessing. This is pure conjecture. I'm saying it may well. Yes, yes. I'm not saying it is. Yes. I'm not making any affirmative statement. But you've also never even seen any claims to this. Uh, I didn't look, but it uh, may very well be. Like I said, the, uh, certainly in Montreal. Yeah. It's the only one in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, because there have been articles written about them. They, I didn't read the articles, but they're in the window of the place of the woman and man who own it. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly... There aren't any in New York City anymore. Yeah, and the drive-ins—they've all seemed to have gone away. Drive-ins are gone. The drive porn theaters. Have you been? Is there is there such a thing drive-in as a drive-in porn, porn theater? Porn theater? No. That would be amazing. That'd be great. I think someone should do that. Yeah, that's you like, have to do it in like the desert where no one's around. No, you do it in like parking, like in service area parking lots, <laughs> <laughs> where everyone's pulling up for that anyway. Yeah, truck stops. Yeah, oh, yeah truck stops. <sighs> Okay. Anyway, you put the uh, you'll either you'll the 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 lot lizards will either love you or hate you. You're yeah. either going to put them out of business or keep them or rocking. Drive it up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, she loves to buy souvenirs. Okay. Everywhere we go, souvenir, souvenir, souvenir. Mm-hmm. On our road trip, she bought a souvenir from every place we stopped. At. Okay. Um. She always buys for other people uh-huh. and buys for herself. All right. Uh. There's always the question on whether you're getting ripped off at the souvenir stand. Yeah. Right? If there's going to be someplace cheaper, someplace cheaper, someplace cheaper. Well, we, other than when we were in Quebec City, mm-hmm. uh, which the souvenirs were obscenely expensive. Really? Yeah. Obscenely expensive. We could not find a souvenir shop anywhere. It literally wasn't until... We got to the border mm-hmm. of the United States and Canada as we were leaving. There was a no man's land where there was a duty free shop that we pulled into, and uh, 
<clears throat> she finally found she settled on a on a on a on a sh- on a sweatshirt. Okay. Cuz they didn't really have anything she wanted but she had to get it. Mhm. was like that's an interesting conundrum, mm-hmm. right? And I was looking up. I was curious, you know, because everyone seems to buy souvenirs for people. Yeah. Right? And I was like, what do you what does the average person spend? On souvenirs, especially to take home for family members. That's like a thing. You bought me stuff when you went away. Mm -hmm. I brought you something back. Mm -hmm. My mother constantly brings me shit that I don't want or need every time she goes somewhere. My favorite thing is she buys me clothes in the size she wishes I was (laughs) and not the size that I am. And I don't know if the intention is to... uh, uh, is to sort of inspire me to fit into this garbage piece of shit T-shirt that she bought me, uh-huh. or she literally has sort of projected body dysmorphia on me uh-huh. and thinks I'm much thinner than I actually am, or wants to believe it yeah. in some way. Anyway, um, and like we almost left Canada without getting anything in Canada, yeah, and. I was sort of like, well, we're going to be in Vermont, but when we buy maple syrup in Vermont for people, it's going to say Vermont maple syrup, right? It's going to say... And then I looked up, I was like curious, and it, I saw, I, it took me a while, but I found an article in the Daily Mail in a, a British paper that what they refer to as holiday makers, people who go on holiday, the people mm-hmm. who uh, set aside a fifth of their entire holiday spending money budget in order to purchase gifts for people back home. That's a lot of money. They're more generous than me. More than half of Brits bring back presents for loved ones or colleagues, do so at the airport immediately before coming home. Okay. That makes all the sense in the world, right? Yeah. We've certainly done it. Yeah. You know, every I mean, I feel like everyone does. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, I gotta get the box of candy yeah. for the office. Yeah, or yeah. I gotta get the fucking magnet. Yeah. That is if you go worldwide though. Right. Foreign like I just read in in northern India, mm-hmm. foreign travel investment, foreign travel spending was one hundred twenty seven billion dollars in one year mm-hmm. in New York City. Foreign travel in uh, 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 spending was over one hundred and fifty billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, that's everything. But if you say a fifth of that spending money was for souvenirs. That's a lot of fucking money, man. Yeah. And then if you think around the world, even if you just think primarily in first world Western countries, Mm -hmm. that is a ton of money. Yeah. But what about people on the road who have problems like we had? That's right. And they can't find it. This is what you're going to do, guys. Vending machines. Yeah. Right across the border at every rest stop for about four or five stops, you're going to have a vending machine selling stuff from the state, from the county, from the country uh-huh. that you just crossed over from. Yeah, yeah that's great. Okay? That's great. So you can buy, you know, and, the, you know, the general stuff everyone wants, keychains, yeah. f- fridge magnets, little statues. Shot glass. W- shot spoon. glasses, spoon, whatever the, the box of candies, a variety of boxes of candies made from whatever yeah. the special thing is. Mug. Mug, you know, maple syrup, depending on where you're coming from. And yeah, you just need it for the first four rest stops. People come in, it'll be right there like, oh, shit, I forgot to get grandma. Yeah. The, the maple syrup from Canada. And there's a bottle of Canadian maple syrup. Yeah. Put in your five Postcards. bucks. Whatever it is. 
all that stuff. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Vending machines for souvenirs that you don't have in the country, yeah. but in the country, state, city, whatever That's great. that you're going into. That's big. That's huge. That's good. You guys, if you are like, I wish I had money right now. I'm not rich yet. Uh-huh. I want to give Josh some money. You can. Come on, guys. Do you think we didn't think of that contingency? This is what you do. You go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the sponsor link. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get to be like a champ. If you're some sort of freak who doesn't want to give us money, the best way to not give Josh and I money is to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Help support things like their after-school program for the teens, uh, uh, spreading the arts through the world, Everything we do, uh, none of that money goes to Josh and I. None of it. You have successfully given us the middle fiscal finger. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you want to support us without having anything to do with that, you can go download the apps, Android or iOS. We have apps that you can play the station live, get all the archives, yada, yada, yada. Subscribe to the newsletter. I got to read this thing real quick because uh, Radio Free Brooklyn has a sponsor. I'm not going to read this every week, I don't think. I can't see. It's too much. But uh, they have a sponsor, so they're paying Radio Free Brooklyn some money, keeping the lights on because you schmucks won't pledge money. Come on. make me Let me stop reading this. Wow, the sponsors are really going to appreciate this. I don't <laughs> care. We just got to read it. We don't have to like them or like it. We just have to read it, right? So this is for me bottle. I think it's like a million dollar water bottle. Uh, <laughs> it may not be it may, like a, lux- a luxurious. Will you fucking read it so yeah. we can keep on with the show, please? Yes, you guys. So apparently we're supposed to do this verbatim. Oh, my God. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> After more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls and early Saturday morning meetings, the me team is happy and proud to present you the me bottle. The double-insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in 60-second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology, and it's 99.99% effective against E. coli, a.k.a. poop. A single... Does that say that no, on there? No, it oh. doesn't. I'm, I'm spelling out for the people. Uh-huh. They want to drink poop water. Uh, a single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days, and the bright LED light display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find it more at mebottle.com. You guys go there, and then we get to say, look at all the people we sent to your website. <laughs> right? Wow. So I'll probably be reading that spot from now on. Why? Because you are a bitter, angry man. We did it. We made it. <laughs> you guys, and thanks. This time we really do need to thank you. Uh, so and thanks, Josh scours the internet for other ways you can get even more rich so you can afford this bottle. So Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. 
Professional gaming, in all of its glory, is one of the most lucrative and unexpected additions to the sporting world. Although the players may compete from the comfort of their custom chairs, when it comes to sponsorships, endorsements, and contracts, esports competitors are now treated the same as professional athletes, complete with corporate backing and event tie-ins. Carlos Rodriguez, a Spanish League of Legends and World of Warcraft player, has been described as the David Beckham of esports due to his branding, image, and appearance. Identified with the European team SK Gaming, their statistics may not be staggering, but his earnings certainly are. In a 2013 interview, Rodriguez stated his income comes from merchandising, tournaments, streaming, and personal sponsorships. His average yearly poll, somewhere in the neighborhood of 600,000 and 700,000 euros annually, translating to close to 1 million dollars US per year. I read somewhere that professional gamers yeah. essentially have a two year window to be in their prime in their early twenties. Sure. And their reflexes start to degrade from that point on. Uh-huh. And you know, because with video games it's literally like millisecond kind yeah. of stuff. And you know, the next kid is ready to just bump them off right away. Okay. Yeah, this guy sounded like Bill Arnett too, but not the other guy that we've had clips from that sounds like Bill Arnett. I feel like maybe you there's thought a, he sounded like Will Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah. I, I think maybe there's a Will Arnett auto tune out there. You know what it is? It's like everything ends like this. Yeah. Well, that yes, that yeah, tone, uh, sure, yeah. that's a thing. There's an auto tune. Yeah. How that make money? Exactly. How are you going to make money off of? Well, I'll tell country. you how to make money off of road trips. <laughs> Uh, so I was stuck. I couldn't get off it. I was stuck thinking about the road trips of the future, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we got some big ones coming, right? I'm talking about interplanetary travel, right? Mm-hmm. Mars. They'll take you about eight months to get to. Closest match to Earth. As far as like the most like Earth, not mm-hmm. not the closest mm-hmm. distance, mm-hmm. Uh, is called Kepler two five no four five two B. Sounds like he's Jewish. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, so no Proud Boys there probably. Uh, <laughs> that is fourteen hundred light years away. The closest Earth-like planet, uh, distance-wise, mm-hmm. is called. Uh, Glisse 667CC. Oh, Glisse. Yeah, it's 22 light years away. That's where all the Quebecois are going. Yeah, Glisse. Glisse 2662. Glisse. You have to go Glisse. <laughs> no, they, their English doesn't sound like that. Come I think on, their French does sounds too. like I'm that. I'm from Canada. Don't tell me. <laughs> You're just trying to be polite. Uh, several others in between the two as well. Right? That's a road trip. Mm-hmm. But it's too long, right? A little bit. We uh, will need to put the passengers in a cryogenic state, mm-hmm. basically get on, go to sleep, get off at our destination, right? Lots of research is being done as to how this can be accomplished, uh, make people hibernate. I looked into some of this research, and uh, a, a lot of it right now centers around the fact that a 10-degree drop in body temperature reduces your met- met, uh, metabolic rate by 50 to 70%. So a five-year trip would basically be more like two years on your body, right? Uh, it's not an issue for you and I, us oldies, that two years is a blink and like, oh, yeah, I guess I should 
clean that toilet. I haven't done it in two years or whatever, you know. I got to say, this was the first time we've ever gone away and no one has been at our house, either like taking care of the dog or Uh house sitting or something like that. And I was really disturbed by what my toilet looked like after eight days with no one using it. Uh, It's our water. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, So um, it's not an issue for you and I, but you know who it is an issue for is kids, right? A long Mm, space travel could completely erase a childhood. So how can we get the benefit of space travel hibernation without losing the childhoods of these kids? I would also imagine if it's a metabolic issue Uh and you slow the metabolic rate down, it's going to affect their growth, like their physical growth. It'll fuck with their bones and stuff like that. I mean, being in space and zero gravity fucks with your bones anyway because there's no resistance. Well, apparently they're also working on ways to like stimulate muscles while you're hibernating Uh and things like that, too. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure that one out pretty soon. But, you know, if a kid gets on and he's two and it's a five-year trip Mm -hmm. and he gets off and he's four, Mm -hmm. that's a big difference. Sure. Right? Yep. Uh, and it's going to be way behind in the learning. And if it's a further trip, a 20-year trip, and he gets out and that's 10 years, he went from two to 12, he lost his childhood. Yep. Uh, so this... Is uh, I mean, you lost your childhood, and you weren't even in a cryogenic state. No, no, I was just masturbating. Yep. <laughs> Onanism, man. Yeah. Uh, so, um, how do we get the benefit of space travel, hibernation, without losing childhoods? Uh, and I thought about people driving long distance with kids. Right. Mm-hmm. All the big cheesy roadside attractions are really just an excuse to get out of the car. Let mm-hmm. the kids be kids and blow some steam off a bit before you get back in and log more miles, right? Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to start now sending roadside attractions out into space, right? You're going to send oh, out... Okay. It's not going to be the biggest ball of yarn in America. Mm-hmm. You're going to send out the biggest ball of yarn in the universe. You're going to send out a giant space lobster, all sorts of things like mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> a gator wrestling ring. Whatever it is you want to do, send them out there. Let them go. Just keep going. The further, the better. And uh, when 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 it comes time soon, and w- because we're destroying this planet, mm-hmm. uh, space travelers can get in the ship, hibernate. And as they're traveling, they can they can stop at your attraction, mm-hmm. right? Wake up for a day or two, play, bond, eat a couple hot dogs, take lots of pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in each of these attractions. You're gonna have really, really, really nice Japanese toilets, so that the <laughs> parents can take the most luxurious dump of their lives. Uh huh. I imagine there's a lot of poop stored up in you. Yeah. Uh, And then they're going to get back in the ship. They're going to go back and hibernate until they get to your next attraction. Mm -hmm. Right? In a trip of many years, maybe you're going to add a month of time onto that trip. Mm -hmm. But you're going to... The kid is going to emerge at the destination with fond memories. Mm -hmm. 
an actual relationship with the family, mm-hmm. pictures to remember with, mm-hmm. and some semblance of a childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's going to be doing it. And let me tell you, if you think you pay a lot for a hot dog and the biggest ball of yarn in America, imagine when you charge that hot dog out in outer space. <laughs> Well, you know, considering you wouldn't have anybody coming to your location except like once every two years. No, 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 no. When, once we get no, that. No, 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 no. Well, and, and you know what? We can start out with uh, everything automated. Uh-huh. Well, and then yeah. as as things pick up, you can send out some uh, interns. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. That's who you want out some there. Some high school kids. That's exactly who you Hi, want out there. Hi, can I get you a hot dog? <laughs> Let's dock your ship, and then we'll get you a hot dog. That's right. No, that's a great idea, Noel. What you got? Uh, What I got. So, uh, you know, you can't go anywhere in Europe without seeing busloads of old people getting out in various towns and cities. Mm -hmm. Europe, China, Japan, anywhere people want to go on a tour that requires driving in a bus with a guide... And staying overnight someplace and then getting back on that bus and doing that for an entire week. Yeah. You know where you don't see that? The United States of America. Okay. You'll see people do day trips places, Mm -hmm. but you don't see any kind of sort of like, hey, let's go visit all of America. Okay. Right? And I thought that was kind of an okay idea, but Mm -hmm. then I was like, ugh. That's what we need. We already have plenty of buses of old people sort of tromping into places. I mean, when we went to the Montmorency Falls... Which, by the way, no offense, way overrated. Okay, uh, I never heard of them. There are these falls right outside of, uh, like, right outside of Quebec City. They okay. may actually even be in Quebec City. And when you read about them, they say these falls are taller oh. than the Niagara Falls. And you're like, whoa, that's got to be something impressive. And then we get there, yeah, it's taller than Niagara Falls. Maybe does not possess the grandeur. Of course, it's also surrounded by people's homes. Okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. you just don't feel like you're seeing like this incredible force of nature. Uh-huh. And they charge you a shit ton of money to do it. And then when you get up to the top where the falls are, uh-huh. and you realize you could have just driven up there and parked on the street. <laughs> they charged us, they charged us $8 a person for parking, uh-huh. right? Per person, yeah. not per car, yeah. per person. Whoa. Yeah. Then, the the they're doing they're refurbishing stuff so they closed off the path where you could walk up there yourself walk up the hill yeah. the mountain whatever to get to it which would have been kind of nice that was closed so you had to take the uh uh you know the tram okay that goes up there or whatever the cable car yeah that was uh twelve dollars per person oh okay saw you coming dude and then when you get up there and you realize that you can literally walk across the street to mm-hmm. a house yeah. and you could have parked on the fucking side, like right on the sidewalk. It was infuriating. Yeah. Anyway. Imagine how much you charge for that in space. Anyway, go. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. You take a cable car from Mars to Venus. Yeah. That would be amazing. Sure. You could easily get 12 Canadian for that per yeah. person. <laughs> um, anyway, and then I was sort of like, how about an idea of. Doing something where what you don't see is sort of pre you can you can go online and you can mm-hmm. plan your road trip. Yeah. But you don't have sort of like pre planned road trips for people who are all into the same thing. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, you don't have, like, a pre-planned trip for guys who like space exploration. And you're going to drive around the country, and you're just going to hit sites that are specifically for their interest. Yeah. And then I thought about all, like, I, my goddaughters, mm-hmm. neither of them know how to drive. One's 23, one's 20. Yeah. There's a good chance that they won't learn how to drive, or possibly ever, because they live in New York City, mm-hmm. until they have to. They will never fully experience the joy of a great road trip. Right? And I thought, this is it. You do bus road trips that are geared to specific things for whatever people's things are. So hipsters, it'll stop in Austin. It'll stop in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Bopping all along the way. People who are interested in great riders, it'll stop at great sites for riders. You'll go back and forth. You'll have all these cool people who don't drive on buses together, hanging out, having those experiences, having those changes. In You can even have one that's sort of like a off the beaten path where it's just like it's driving cross country and we're taking Mm -hmm. this route but anytime you want to stop just shout out yeah and people they'll pull over and we'll be like now we're in this town yeah and that's it cross country tour buses that's great yep that's good uh you guys uh if you want to get in touch with josh tell him what a good job he's done you can get him on facebook at uh on twitter at grq josh noel you can email him at grq with josh noel at gmail.com you can get him at facebook at facebook slash grq josh noel uh, if you only listen to podcasts, we implore you tune in Saturday nights, eight o'clock, get the schemes five days for anyone else. Uh, but if you do listen to podcasts, you can get them everywhere. Then anyone's got a podcast and subscribe, rate and review. Uh, you guys yeah, fucking review people review. What's up with that? What is up with that? We haven't uh, had a review in like two years. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of new people listening. There are, there is you guys. Yeah. Hey, newbies. Listen to the back catalog. Give us a review. You can be honest, but if you if you don't like it, you can lie. Yeah. But even if you don't like it, but who cares? Just <laughs> review it. Yeah. It's and, all about algorithms. Just say you love it. Say you love yeah, it. Yeah, you know you don't like it, so what does it matter if anyone else does? Exactly. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. What are you, a freaking hero? I mean, we'd like to see some reviews that weren't people that we know. Yeah. It would be nice to know what people actually think about our show. Yes, <laughs> you guys. Come on. Uh, so normally we're going to tell you how to spend some money. This time we're not going to. We're going to skip right to we know how good our ideas are. We have all the faith in the world in them. How do you know that they are good enough to sell your house, mortgage your everything, take your kids' college fund? It's because Josh and I, Josh scours the internet of rules getting rich quick. Josh, where do rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules learning from Wolfie. Ten lessons of success we learned from Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street All by right. Dan Scott. When the money's gone, the pigeons fly soon. They fly soon. They go to Mars. They go to Geethly. They go wherever they go, and you make some money on the way. That's right. No, we only had time for one because your intro was so goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge one place.